0: It's the BNS in twenty minutes or less podcast. Your daily download of X ninety X mornings with Beckler and Shauna
1: for House of Cars. It's Wednesday, February twenty third, twenty twenty two. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Uh, Shauna and I are working on some videos today that we think you're going to enjoy. Yes. So this will we'll keep this pretty quick here. Uh, we're gonna be we got a heritage moment today about the history of Baby Duck the drink and how it relates to Calgary. Yeah. We're going to talk about crazy glue. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about uh, a bit more about masking in schools. Going to talk about the issues on Calgary Transit here. There's a bit of a mess right now. Yeah. Jobs that require you to weigh a certain amount. I've got a pretty spicy conspiracy about gasoline right now. Another type of snob. A moral dilemma I'm going to pose to Shauna and a story to go along with it. But first...
2: The b and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Well, as these Russian-Ukraine tensions continue to escalate, there's obviously a lot of news about it coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was watching the news yesterday, and they had a Russian expert on to discuss. And I learned of another word that we've all been saying wrong. We discovered during the Olympics that we've been saying Beijing wrong. It's supposed to it's be supposed Beijing, to be like not... Beijing, which is how I and I think a lot of people used to say it. I'm
1: switching back and forth these days. Me
2: too. Uh, Well, then, according to this Russian expert, we've been pronouncing the president of Russia's name wrong as well. How would you say that?
1: Vladimir Putin.
2: Yeah, that's how I say it. Vladimir Putin. Uh, This Russian expert, though, here's what he says. And I'm sorry that these aren't the best recordings, but... I believe that
1: Vladimir Putin...
2: Vladimir Putin is how he said that. Just one more time.
1: Vladimir Putin.
2: So that's how he was saying it, which... There's a little bit of a difference there. Yeah. Vladimir, Vladimir instead of Vladimir, which is how Vladimir I've been saying it. And I was a little bit shocked by that because I've always heard Vladimir. Like, I've never really
1: yeah. heard well, it that way. Vlad. Uh,
2: so that was interesting. And then, Krista Freeland came on yesterday to discuss Canada's sanctions against Russia. And you should you should hear the way she says
1: it. Just have a listen. quarrel is not with the Russian people. It is with President Vladimir Putin. Oh man! Did she stink that well, one I'm up? I'm sorry. Hey? I heard that and I was just like, "Excuse me." <laughs> what? Just... I don't even know. I wouldn't. Even, I would have. I wouldn't have known what she said there. She sounds <laughs>
2: like she went part alien. I was listening and I like. I stopped. What I was. I was. Like, Excuse me. With just the Russian
1: people. It is with President Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin. Whoa! <laughs> Good thing we have Christian Freeland. Based... Yeah. Maintaining the integrity of the my Russian accent God, there. I,
2: yes, is, was she rehearsing <laughs> that? I just heard that. And I was like, oh my God. Well, I can't say it like that. That is some
1: heavy stank. Vladimir Putin. I can't. Vladimir Putin.
2: I can't say it like that.
1: No, I sound like I'm making fun of somebody. I like, know. I'm not. I'm trying to copy her. Me too. Vladimir Putin.
2: Vladimir Putin. Vladimir
1: Putin. She's right up on the tip of her mouth there, it isn't is she? unbelievable. Vladimir Putin. You can't. That I one I'm probably on going to keep saying the way okay. I've always said it, I think.
0: Stick to Vladimir Putin, okay? The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Tough question for you, Shauna. Okay.
1: Would you run cover for a friend who is cheating?
2: <sighs>
1: you have a friend who's cheating on their significant other. Do you...
2: I don't think I'd run cover. No? No, I couldn't... Yeah, I've always thought about that and how awful, awful a situation that really is. Like, it's not
1: great. It's not a great situation to find yourself in.
2: Like, if I was close, closer with someone who was being cheated on, then and you I tell found them. out that I would one hundred percent tell them,
1: of course. But what if it's your friend who's doing the cheating?
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd just kind of exit the situation.
1: <laughs> I'd just lay low and wait for them to get yeah, caught themselves. I'd kind yeah, kind of like
2: back out of it, and uh, I, I wouldn't be running cover. I, I don't think I'd. Like I'd be comfortable but if with there's that. their significant
1: other's like, hey, have you seen so and so? Yeah. What do you do?
2: I'd have to sit down with that friend and be like, I need to not be involved in this. You like, got to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it also depends on what's going on with their relationship. Maybe mm-hmm. like if there's, you know, sometimes there's people who are separated or, you know, kind of, kind of done, but not. There's a lot of complicated stuff yep. that goes on with that, and so maybe it would different all that but no i'd I'd have to just say like i can't be part of this
1: like reason to bring this up i thought of a story from when i was younger and it wasn't a cheating story but it was kind of like this and i think i betrayed my friend in the act and it was i don't say this because i'm not proud of it but it was it was pretty funny and we my friend had just broken up with his girlfriend Mm -hmm. and we were all at this bar near our house our houses and he was there and his ex-girlfriend was there and then he left with this other girl and walked to his house And then I was outside, and his ex-girlfriend, who I was also friends with, came up to me and said, Hey, have you seen so-and-so? And And I panicked. Mm. What I should have said was no. Right. But I was drunk, and she was a friend of mine, too, and I didn't want to lie. And I was like, uh, he went home with Amanda. Mm. And she was like... And just like started scream crying and running to his house. Oh God! So I started running after her, but she was in better shape than me, and she just roasted me on the run. Mm. So I had to stop partway and pull up my phone and call my friend. I was like, "I'm so sorry." She's coming for you. I stored you. (laughs) She's coming. She's gonna be there in thirty seconds. You gotta. You gotta run. Yeah. (laughs) you just blurting that out, being,
2: eh? Just right. Yeah. I didn't know okay. what
1: to do. I panicked. Mm. I should have said no. I don't know where he is. Yeah, but I did. She was a friend Wherping too, and I didn't want to lie to yeah, her. But I should fair. not have betrayed. He was one of my oldest and best friends, and I shouldn't have betrayed him. Whoopsie, poopsie. And then I wasn't even fast enough to catch her and defuse. I mean, situations. that's really <laughs> the
2: worst part of all this. <laughs> the BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast. I met a new type of snob over the weekend, Beckler. Oh, did you? I did. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. A shot snob.
1: A shot snob. Like so, shooters at a bar?
2: Yes, let me explain. So somebody ordered a Burt Reynolds and this person was like, Oh, that's not a real shot.
1: I was like, Oh. Okay. Whenever you then. hear that, you know your mm-hmm. your snobs alarm just goes oh, off. Ding, eh? ding, 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 ding. I
2: was <laughs> like, Okay now. Oh, this person believes that only the harshest of alcohols is a real
1: shot, so mm-hmm. a shot snob.
2: I'm surprised snob.
1: we didn't get to this one sooner. Because, I know. I think I was a bit of a shot snob when I was younger. It's I think
2: like, we all have a little bit of that, I have to be me, honest.
1: Give me one fifty one or I'm not doing it. Yeah, you that's know? honestly like, it. Like there are look some what things. A that, man I am.
2: Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So here we are.
1: Shot snobs. Stop snobs. <laughs> Peach snobs. Why don't you just do a shot of juice? (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: Oh, you need a chaser? Limes and salt are a sign of weakness, you puss.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, don't make a face. You have to pretend to enjoy this.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't know what the sex on fire in a broken-down wagon on a golf course shot is?
1: What kind of bar is this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if it doesn't cause at least a bit of damage to your esophagus... It's not a real shot.
2: <laughs> well, if it's not straight gasoline that makes you breathe fire and burn when you pee for three days, it's not a real shot. <laughs> Ouchie The BNS and
0: twenty minutes or less podcast
1: Welcome to Conspiracy Corner, your platform for outlandish conspiracy theories. Backler along with Shauna. Good morning. This is something I've noticed over the last little while. So you know gas prices are sky high right now. Everyone knows that. And as you also probably know, I am obsessed with watching my fuel consumption gauge on my vehicles. Yep. Both of the vehicles we have are terrible on gas, and I actively try to keep those liters per 100 kilometer numbers down. So I drive carefully. I try not to accelerate too hard. try not to idle too much, coast to red lights, all that stuff. And in both of our vehicles, I'm having a very hard time doing that lately. No matter how I drive... That liters per 100 kilometer number just keeps going up and up and up. Is it because of the cold? Well, I wondered that. And I mean, even accounting for the cold weather, like we've had these vehicles for a few years and it hasn't been that cold. Like we're we're talking over a longer period of time here. Yeah. The cold wouldn't explain it because it gets cold every winter. Right. And I can usually keep that down.
2: Are your vehicles just getting older and less efficient? Well,
1: I wondered that, you know, like the tires are filled. There's nothing wrong with them that I'm aware of. I keep up on the maintenance. And you know, like when you fill up, it gives you the estimated number of kilometers until empty. Yeah. Even that number has come way down. So Although that over... always
2: depends on how much highway driving you're doing too, right? Versus in the city. Because that happens yeah. with my vehicle where it'll, if I'm in the city and do city driving, it's way lower. And then as you get to the highway, it actually ramps up and goes, oh no, and it readjusts. But,
1: but I think it like averages out across tanks because right when I fill up, it's giving me that number. And that number is lower than it's ever been before, and it keeps dropping lower and lower and lower. Yeah. So here's so here's the, the conspiracy part of it. Is it possible that in an effort to keep these fuel prices from going even higher, they're selling us crappy gas? Is that possible? I mean, I don't know enough about you know the production know. of gasoline. And I don't have a the no petroleum engineer, but maybe somebody could explain that. Like, is it possible to water down gas a little?
2: That's a damn good question. That uh, would be
1: super greasy. I said, this is both of my vehicles, and I haven't changed my driving ha- driving habits. If anything, I'm trying to drive more carefully because of Your the price hurts. of gas, and, it, and I'm having such a hard time getting good mileage out of both vehicles. Hmm. What's going on?
2: I hope not.
1: That would uh, be awful. Is it possible that if they were to sell us the normal gas, they'd have to charge $1.75, $2 per liter for it? Or
2: I don't know like do people like come and actively test it though and like find that out you think that's
1: like you think people be would be some quality control you'd, you'd think, think so you would think so, but I can't figure out I can't figure out why my mileage is so terrible in both vehicles despite no behavioral changes in my own driving so Man. very weird hey that is that's so, spooky on the plausibility scale, Shauna, how many mm-hmm. cars that run on water out of ten? you give this one i don't have a ton of evidence to back it up no. i'm mostly speculating i'm but. gonna
2: give it 14 cars that run of water run on water out of 10
1: this is a car that runs on water hey yeah. We need they're to. hiding it from us we need it <laughs> <laughs> the bns and 20 minutes or
0: less podcast
1: we got a message from friend of the show Ryan, who works in oil and gas, and he said new federal clean fuel standards require regular and mid-grade gasoline to have 10% ethanol, which is a quarter as energy dense as octane. So 10% of the lower grade fuels are a quarter as efficient. Well, then, so I, st-
2: I started looking into this because after I, I read that message, I was like, "What is is, to- is is happening with this?" And yeah, there's tons on this new new standards. New standards. Uh, A lot of them saying like it's not supposed to take effect till the end of this year. Others saying that it was like delayed in all of that, but it's very weird. It's very muddy. There is a lot on it though. And they're talking about, yeah, like cleaner energy sources, which unfortunately also means less efficiency in gas. So
1: so. I didn't imagine this then. No. My vehicles actually are doing worse on gas and we're paying more for it. Mm Mm-hmm. My God. It's crazy. Um... I, we were trying to confirm this, and I said, are, are, "Like, are there just fuel companies that have already started doing this ahead of the regulations?" And Ryan said, "Co-op and Esso have already switched. It's written on the pumps where he fills up." Crazy. Um, yeah. And of
2: course, they're yeah they're saying it's it's cleaner, so they're trying to pass it off as a good
1: thing. You, but you just burn more. But you just burn more. You know, if I can only go five hundred kilometers instead of six, that means at. Kilometer 500, I'm back at the pumps. Yes,
2: I don't know enough about the science behind that, but yeah, that doesn't seem like it would really
1: help anyone. Cost you a lot more, though, so that's nice. Yeah.
2: VNS in
0: 20 minutes or
1: less. You love your car. Bet you'd love lower interest and lower payments, too.
0: Refinance your auto loan with House of Cars and love the freedom of having more money in your pocket. Visit
2: HouseofCarsCalgary.com.
0: The BNS and s 20 Minutes or Less podcast.
2: Did you know, Beckler, that some jobs actually require you to be a certain BMI? No. I, really? I don't know if this is only in the States because, of course, they have to pay for health care, right? And there are mm-hmm. certain companies that apparently won't hire workers, though, if they're overweight because it will put too much of a strain on their health care system and their premiums. Wow. I didn't Can know that, that? that was legal, but apparently it is. Yeah. I was just looking up some more articles about it. And there is a hospital in Texas, for example, that claimed that they do the same thing. It's not. I was reading about one company that changed their requirements for BMI. And it was fairly recently over the last few years. And they essentially grandfathered obesity in. So if you had already worked there and you were over a certain BMI and were considered obese on the bmi scale you were fine but they said that they would not hire anybody who's new to be over a certain bmi
1: so it's like you you're the last big fellas that are working here seriously
2: also it would be a bit weird if you were and they were like okay you're fine for now and then everybody else coming in is this specific like bmi you're like oh i wow i feel out of place now We're, we're
1: gonna keep you on but we're not happy about it yeah And there won't be be more of this going on.
2: There's companies that like, I guess one person that I was reading about that works at one of these companies was toured around and they, when they were first toured around, they were like, Hey, so here's the gym. We recommend you go to it. Yeah. (laughs) Use your lunch hours to go to the gym here. Why don't you do that? And I was like, that well, is nuts.
1: Well, I don't know if I if I see so much of a problem with that. Like providing a facility like no. that, I think is awesome and encouraging your workforce to be healthy. Like, oh, for sure. You know, like McKenna's company, they they give her like I forget how much it is per month. To go towards health and fitness yep. and it's awesome because you're going to have healthier happier people more productive
2: yeah i mean so. i think that saying use it over your lunch hour instead of sitting and eating lunch is a little bit it's like yeah, good point you know offer up the facility absolutely and encourage people to go to it be like
1: <laughs> skip your lunch get skip the your gym. lunch you need to
2: hey big fella you're one of the few left you need to hit the gym okay i,
1: I wonder how they test bmi too oh, because there God, are different ways to measure it not all are as accurate as the others nope. like if you just punch in straight height and weight I'm considered quite overweight. Yeah, like I, I think my BMI is 27, mm-hmm. and I don't feel overweight at all. No, so and that's why you'd.
2: I think they'd have to do it with the actual little scalpels, not scalpels. The things the you grab, the pincers, the the calipers. Where they, yeah, where they
1: pinch at your where chub. They, they, so, <laughs>
2: which is, ev- I mean, all of that just sounds for work. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, first of all, we're going to do an interview, and then we're going to do a physical. And then okay? we're going to submerge and you then... in the pool
1: and see if you float. <laughs> <laughs> <In> this... <laughs> And then we're going to grab you with some, some pincers here. and Then we're going to skip lunch and hit the gym.
0: Yeah. VNS in 20 minutes or less.
1: Can I read you this message I got from friend of the show, Blaze? Yes. Okay. This is what Blaze said. He said, Man, I think more people need to be talking about our transit situation. I take the train every day from Chinook to my job downtown, and I'm so sick of the addicts and drunks harassing people on the train. These guys got on hammered with a cat and started harassing people while drinking straight whiskey on my ride home yesterday. I got off of the train fuming and talked to a transit officer that was outside the bus shelter and asked why I've only seen them on the train one time since I started taking it a year ago. He told me to guess how many officers I thought were on duty. I said maybe 25, and he said six. I pay like $144 a month to use the train, and I have no idea why. After that, I decided I'm not paying for the train anymore. It's disgusting, and I don't think Calgarians even realize how bad it's gotten. Hmm. And this is something that you're hearing more and more of. There was a post on the Calgary subreddit yesterday that with hundreds of comments talking about this, talking about the state of our transit system right now.
2: Yeah. Well, it's tough because, uh, first of all, I know that there are a lot of programs in place or more programs that are becoming or getting into place by police and stuff to try and help people who you know, need certain resources and stuff. And these people tend to hang out around the transit system. And if you don't have enough officers to be able to patrol and help with that, then people taking transit are going to feel unsafe.
1: Six officers on duty for the entire transit line.
2: Yeah, that's not That's enough. a
1: big job for those six people.
2: Like, I understand that, maybe, you know, through COVID, obviously the, the ridership has decreased. Mm-hmm. And I know there were a lot of issues with them trying to figure out how to, you know, allocate the funds in a way that's efficient because right. they have a lot less money coming in. But, yeah, that's that's not enough. Something needs to be done to help with
1: that. Prior to COVID, the C train saw more than 300,000 weekday riders. So, as things start to open back up again, like Mm -hmm. this is going to be a big problem for a lot of people. And I just, I mostly just wanted to read this message. I like, I don't, I don't have the answer. No, I don't know what the answer is, but I thought that this person should, should have a voice. And it's a tough conversation. It's a tough topic to even breach because. People, if if you bring up any of the issues on the transit line, people assume that you don't care about those who are struggling with addiction. And it's it's not that at all. It's that I also feel that people who ride transit deserve to be safe. They deserve to safely get from one place to another.
2: Well, and it's clearly a a number of issues, right? It is. It's it's a mixture of these people again needing more resources, obviously, and C train, and, and I mean, I guess transit as a whole needing more people working. To help remedy like it's tough.
1: The other thing is a combination
2: that of those two things are not
1: good. This is a problem that I think mostly affects lower income people. Because I mean, if you if you have a if you have a car and a garage and you get in your warm car and you drive to your job, like you don't experience this, right? But mm-hmm. the people who are just trying to earn a living and go about their business on the C train, they're the ones who are right in the thick of it. Yep. So that's I like I said, I don't have the answers, but No. It is a big problem in the city right now, and I just wanted to, to share that message with you. VNS in
2: 20 minutes or less. There's a new buzzword that I've heard quite a lot recently, rather, mm-hmm. uh, and it's the word disgraced. Have you heard this? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's strange to me because I was watching some Olympic coverage, and they were talking about uh, the Russian athletes, and one of the reporters referred to the Russian athletes as disgraced. And to me, when I heard that, I was like, it really bit. You know, I was like, that seems a little harsh, like... Of course they were talking about the doping scandal and they were calling them disgraced athletes, but I hadn't really heard it described that way before and it it kinda like made me cringe a little bit. There's something about the word disgraced. And then it's a rough one, yeah. It's a harsh word. And then it was they were talking about the Ottawa police chief who resigned in, in Ottawa recently. In disgrace. And they called him disgraced, the disgraced police chief. And again I heard that and it was like I felt a little like a dog with my ears going down. I was just like, oh, my God, that is a harsh term.
1: It it almost suggests that the, like, the person's finished. That's like, there's it, no path back for them, right? Like, like if my well. grandma
2: were to ever say, like, that's a disgrace or you're a disgrace, You're disgraceful. That, that is, is disgraceful. That's one of the harshest things you can hear. Yeah. Or your mom saying that you're such a disgrace. <laughs> so you're like, Whoa! That bite.
1: Yeah. So, like, do I just go live on an island by myself now? And... That's
2: that's what you. When I hear that word, I I honestly cringe, and I've been hearing it more and more, and I'm like, is this a word we're gonna start? I don't think we need it. Mm. There's a lot of harsh things that do we have to use the word disgrace this often?
1: And also, what if the person themselves don't feel disgraced? Yeah. Then you're kind of like putting that you're putting that evil on someone else, aren't you? You're
2: really, you're painting a really yeah. harsh brush for somebody. Wow. I know
1: disgrace I hope I, I hope I'm never described as oh my God. disgraced radio host Andrew Backler that I, would ooh that's not what I want
2: Like say that out loud everyone oh. to yourself right I'm just like <laughs> Disgraced in your name and see how much that hurts. It stings. VNS
0: in 20 minutes or less.
1: Yesterday, I was telling you about this message I got from a friend of the show whose daughter's teacher was trying to get students in her class to keep wearing masks. Voluntarily wear masks, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it was voluntarily, but it sounds like there was a bit of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't, we talked about that on yesterday's show. It's on the podcast if you want to hear it. The second part of that message that I didn't have time to get to, though, is that this friend of the show said that her daughter has chosen to keep wearing her mask. Because she's self-conscious of her braces. And she said that mo- all of her daughter's friends are still wearing masks because of some appearance-related reason. Wow. Like they don't like their braces. They don't like their teeth. They don't like their acne. That's why they've chosen to keep wearing masks.
2: Well, that's crazy and, when and I,
1: awful. When I read that, I was like, that's really sad.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's weird, though, because when, when I was in Japan, uh, that's a, a normal thing there. A lot of people wear masks all the time. And this was obviously pre-pandemic. And they say a lot of it is because people don't like their teeth.
1: Mm. So a lot
2: of people will wear masks to cover up their teeth because it's just a way of not having to display them, which I was like, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, that. So
2: that's been a thing in Japan for quite some time. But to hear it of young school kids is. Terrifying. I know.
1: Because like at that age, every there's something everybody has something about Absolutely. their appearance that they don't like, and you have to learn to come to terms with it mm-hmm. and love yourself the way that you are and not just cover it up with a mask.
2: Also, I'm shocked she's so, self-conscious about her braces. When we were growing up, everyone had braces and it was kind of a cool thing.
1: Yeah, basically everybody had braces. Yeah. And you wanted braces. You did. But oh so, that's awful. I know. I think and it, it's all part of what I would consider to be the unspoken cost of the measures that we've enacted over the last two years, right? Like the kids who kind of came of age Mm -hmm. during this time, you know, what problems are we going to see in the long term with them? And is this this one of them, people who aren't even comfortable being seen without a mask because there are things about their appearance that they don't like?
2: It is interesting because I have thought, you know, like, oh, I don't have to wear makeup if I'm wearing this mask. It's kind of a nice way to run out to the store and not have to Mm -hmm. worry about that. I mean, that's a plus, I suppose, but... I mean, you still could. Yeah,
1: you still you could. could if you want, right? Even when the mask mandate is lifted, you could still wear a mask true. if you want. Or I could just wear a balaclava and run full out full lolly sh- lava.
2: Do that if I wanted to not put makeup on. But oh,
1: I know. I felt. I don't know. I, I read short, that, and no my reaction way. was that's. I find that to be quite sad because, mm-hmm. like I said, there were things I didn't like about the. Way, I had braces, like you said. I'd Things I didn't like about the way I looked. Yep. Me too. And you, you come to terms with it, right? You don't. You can't hide forever. No. had a mask, so I don't know. I hope I I hope that isn't super widespread, and I hope it doesn't have like a long term effect on the self esteem of these kids. Because I hope so too.
2: VNS
0: N S in twenty minutes or less. You know what's
2: something that we were taught as a kid to take too seriously, or maybe not, but as an adult I'm still scarred by crazy glue. Crazy glue. I remember as a kid fearing crazy glue. We used to have it in the fridge. I don't know why my dad would put it there. He'd reuse it, put it in the little thing. i and put then, it in the fridge, too. Oh, okay, so that's normal. Uh, and I remember as a kid looking at that thing and, and being so terrified of it because I was told, and I had the fear of God put in <laughs> me, but if I touched that crazy glue, I would permanently glue myself to something or glue my fingers together.
1: Crazy glue's no joke. Okay, it so bonds very fast. Is it's it very- is
2: it actually possible to, like, Glue your fingers together yep. and have some damage. Like
1: I've done it. Oh, okay. I've done it because in the some some winters when it gets really really cold and dry, my thumbs split. Yeah, like my skin's trying to peel away from my body. Which happens in this part of the world and in the, the, yeah. the best thing I found is to crazy glue right. cracks. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're, you're people, not careful, yeah. you will glue your fingers together. I've okay. done that before, and then it does hurt to rip them apart
2: cuz i was working on i was crazy gluing my glasses back together yeah cuz why not Use uh, hockey tape yeah well i act, i was using i was using masking tape for a little bit and then i decided to actually try and properly fix them with crazy glue uh, and as i did that i was like trying to push it together and i was like man it, am i actually going to glue my fingers together it was just a scary moment i was like oh i got it and then you know you, you touch the glasses and then it starts to stick and then i'm pulling my fingers away but i was like you can't actually Glue your fingers together to do damage, can you? But now you're saying maybe
1: you can You have to use a lot of glue, I think, to really mess them up. But like I said, I've done it and it does hurt to peel them apart. You take like, a bit of skin with it. So,
2: couldn't some just like water and soap over time just kind of loosen that up and be fine?
1: Maybe it depends how long you want your fingers glued together for. I suppose so.
2: I just, yeah, I, I was like, is this something that we really needed to be this fearful of? But I guess maybe, maybe it is. For a kid? I say, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I would
1: not want the kids playing with crazy glue. It's like a lighter. I still find the name
2: hilarious. Crazy glue. (laughs) I just every time I see it, I'm like, I feel like it needs to be said. Crazy glue.
0: VNS in 20 minutes or less. A Calgary heritage moment.
2: You've perhaps heard of Baby Duck, that wine, champagne, sweet mystery drink that you can occasionally still find in stores? It was huge in the 70s and 80s and was many people's first alcoholic drink, but it now seems to only be purchased out of nostalgia.
1: Baby Duck is a product of Peller Estates, whose founder Andrew Peller arrived in Canada in 1927 wanting to establish a winery to help Canadians appreciate good wine. He pursued his goal and established Andre's Wines in 1961 in Port Moody, B.C., before expanding to Calgary.
2: In 1964, winery operations were established in the city, and many Calgary residents worked there. Of course, we don't have the climate to actually grow the grapes, but a lot of the packaging and other components of Baby Duck happened right here in Calgary.
1: And even though it's now seen as more of a novelty, Baby Duck used to be huge. In 1971, it was the best-selling domestic wine in Canada, and this continued for a decade.
2: And the story behind Baby Duck is quite fascinating. The concept of the wine was actually stolen from the States, where they had a similar product called Cold Duck. This name came from an old European tradition of combining the remains of all the wines at a party into a single bowl and calling the result the Cold End which sounds like cold duck when translated.
1: A bowl filled with leftover wine isn't an overly flattering depiction of a drink, but if this was the inspiration behind Baby Duck, I suppose its taste is fitting.
2: The original cold duck was 12%, whereas Canada's version was only 7%, as it was cheaper tax-wise. Thus the name Baby Duck, a baby version of cold duck, if you will.
1: Also a wine many drank underage, making the name even more fitting. After the initial success of Baby Duck, a bunch of imitators arrived in Canada with similar names. Canada Duck, Love a Duck, Cool Duck, Daddy Duck, and Fuddle Duck to name a few. Baby Duck's
2: popularity peaked in 1973 when they sold over 8 million bottles, and many attribute this to the easy pronunciation of the name. At the time, sugary, low-alcohol wines appeased the Canadian palate, though Not so much anymore.
1: The wine was essentially made with sugar, water and grapes and many eventually felt it was unsuitable as a table wine. Andre's winery themselves downgraded the name of Baby Duck from a wine to a refreshment drink.
2: And the Liquor Control Board of Ontario actually suggests animal crackers as a suitable pairing for this drink. Needless to say, the wine industry itself is now kind of making fun of it, but its massive success in the 70s and local Calgary ties still hold a special place in the hearts of Calgarians.
0: This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the b and 20 Minutes or Less podcast.
1: For House of Cars. You
0: want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS and 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.